Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Greetings and welcome on board the WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I am Mr. Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reichley is directly across from us. Good conservative, and uh, he is uh, just, uh, just here being a gopher this morning. A gopher, yeah, thank you. Yeah, ran out to the printer. Go for, go He's for that. getting go for stuff. This. And it's a good thing we have a smartphone. He's been taking good care of that, so we appreciate <laughs> them. On the mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. You can check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll have a lot more elaborative statements about them after about uh, an hour. hour or so of the show. And it'll be about an no, hour in. Okay. We've got some good information from Sunbury Motors. During the 9 a.m., we will have the uh, open lines. And at that time, you'll call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wdkok.com. So we uh, think uh, that that should work out. And you can call us at 70236. So we appreciate that. Uh, Today is Financial Friday, which means Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, is uh, on the line with us now. Typically he comes in here, and sometimes we uh, put him at the end of the table. Have Have you ever been in the tent yet, Bob? Did you get to go in that yet? He was the first one, I thought. Bob in the bubble, that was me. That's yeah. right. Okay, fabulous. All right, well, thanks for coming in. I do appreciate that. Uh, now, we see John Euling, uh, Euling is on the line. Is he going to be directly on our line, or is he calling into your yep. conference? Uh, okay, Mark, we actually have Micah Miner from National Beef on with us this morning. First, okay. Uh, and, uh, and rather than Bob in the bubble, I'll Bob down the strip today, and, and Mike is actually just a little bit further down the strip. So you got Bob and Mike on the strip uh, here to talk to you this morning. This right, is fabulous. strip as in strip steaks, Bob? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, more as in North Susquehanna Trail, if you need to be specific. All right, okay. so that'll be coming up a little yeah. bit later. We'll, we'll introduce him in even greater measure shortly, because there's a lot of news to talk right. about there. But first, let's talk yeah. about the jobless numbers. What do we know, Mr. Bob Garrett? Well, what do you know? <laughs> I, uh, I all I heard about was uh, Joe Biden, and here I am rushing around. So maybe that's what uh, Ben ran out to the printer for. Tell us what you heard. Uh, actually, we didn't catch well, it. Uh, I'll tell you. Yeah. It looks <laughs> well, you know what? Let's get right into. Uh, why don't we just get right into uh, Micah and uh, talk about the uh, big milk giveaway coming up uh, coming up this coming Monday? That's pretty exciting, and talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, we talk about front line a lot, uh, uh, Mark, these days, and uh, Micah Miner probably as much is as much on the front line making sure that our uh, food supply chain is safe and adequate. He's just doing a fantastic job down there at uh, National Beef. Um, I know I was at the restaurant depot yesterday, and I can tell you there was plenty of beef, uh, and every every piece of it was coming out of a national box. So I was I was sort of proud. And then last night we had Sunny Crunch. For dessert, and you know, I don't. Uh, that's the uh, Bright Farms folks. 
uh, or Sunny Crunch for salad, not for dessert. Uh, and um, uh, and you know, I, I was just so proud that uh, that the Greater Susquehanna Valley, specifically Sealings Grove, is so critically important uh, to the food supply chain at this point, where people are a little more conscious of where their food's coming from than before. So we have Micah Miner with us. Mark, I'll let you uh, go ahead with an introduction. And, We'll talk about uh, Monday's big milk giveaway. Well, thanks for calling back mm-hmm. in, Mike. Mike is general manager at National Beef and Hummel's Wharf, and really, I'm, I'm going to ask him to set the scene at National Beef, and that's really going to go a long way to helping us, uh, you know, talk about the potential disruptions that are happening in the food chain and uh, what's in our future. So, welcome on board, Micah. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, good morning, gentlemen, and good morning to the rest of the valley. I hope you're all doing well. I do. Yeah, so, so it was a, it's pretty, pretty uh, short and easy story. As we've rolled through um, probably every week of this of this current new normal, we've been looking for ways to work with our employees and find uh, find additional things that we can do just to let them know how much we appreciate them. And and in this week's employee donation, we've found a, a partner with DFA. And so internally, we've been providing two gallons of milk to all of our employees this week in particular. And through that conversation with DFA, we found an opportunity to, to partner with them and contribute an additional 4,000 gallons to, uh, to the local community. So once we worked through that, uh, we then contacted the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce and the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way and just uh, it worked towards finding a location and, and uh, a good positive way to distribute the product. Okay. How did you get to a milk giveaway? Tell me about the abundance of milk that we're enjoying and then about the distribution. Well, so there's a... I would say the abundance of milk is is relative, okay? So for DFA and the members uh, of DFA, which includes the, the farmers, uh, the processors through their distribution networks, it's, a, it's actually a little bit of a challenging time for them. There's a greater supply than there is um, consumers at the moment. And then they are also experiencing some labor shortfalls within their own supply chains. Um, so you, we've all seen on uh, on local and national news that that uh, some places are actually being forced at this point to dump product, and uh, and that's very unfortunate because DFA and and of course us here at National have realized that that's something that people could actually use right now, and uh, rather than dump it, it was the opinion that it's best served by helping the community through a hard time, and that's that's kind of how we how we continue the conversation and, and, and actually brought this project to life. And how did National Beef get at the heart of this and, and the good distribution? Really, You're doing a yeoman's job to make sure that this happens, so uh, please dig into that a little bit, please. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really, I mean, we're doing, we understand here at National we've got a vital role in keeping the supply chain moving, right, on the fresh meats market. And then our customers, which are the grocers, the local grocers from um, from uh, southern Maine through Virginia and out as far as Ohio, we're keeping fresh meat products in the stores. And our employees have been uh, have been just fantastic and have gone the extra mile to recognize that their contribution in, in this time is really helping stabilize, especially the valley and then the greater area. So with us continuing to um, recognize them and find ways to support them we also recognize that their family and neighbors need support 
and it's just just been the natural natural evolution of the process. How do we continue to to reach out and help more people, right? Hold out a hand and, and just see how we can influence and, and show the community, honestly, we just want them to know that uh, National is a, is a big family here and we're looking forward to continuing to grow our family and, and be, part of, be part of everyone's household. All right, well tell us about the giveaway Monday. So Monday, uh, we know we've got it scheduled. I think most of the most of the listeners have seen that that's a that's been promoted on social and print media at the moment, and uh, it'll be Monday, May fourth, uh, from two p.m. to six p.m. We do expect some folks to come early, and as we'll be setting up, we just ask them to, to at least kind of give us till about one thirty as we get set up before we flood that parking lot at uh, at the old Kmart, uh, which is uh, currently. Um, the future stomping grounds of WNL Nissan. So they've been nice enough to help us in the in the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way as choosing that location. And that location again is uh, the 3819 North Susquehanna Trail uh, in Shemokin Dam. So we'll be set up there. We ask that uh, uh, anyone coming uses the lights on the north side of the parking area, uh, the the lighted access into the into the lot. We'll have set up um, essentially just a, a round robin area where we'll cycle vehicles through. They'll pull up to our giveaway spot, pop their trunk, or just point to the back of their pickup, and we'd be happy to drop in two gallons of milk, and I think there might be some other goodies there as surprises and, and quantities last. but. Um, oh, I love surprise we'll dairy products. Okay, set the scene at National Beef itself. We've heard about uh, places that struggled uh, with uh, uh, meat packing plants elsewhere that uh, struggled uh, with coronavirus, but of course in Snyder County we've been very, very blessed and uh, precautions really paid off. So set the scene at uh, your facility. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. The, the, the valley and then our tri-county area has absolutely been blessed with, um, with our, our just been fortunate in the whole ordeal. National Beef here and Hummel's Wharf and, and the rest of the company, we're doing fine. Uh, things are things are just absolutely as good as could be expected. Um, and then yes, you've seen the local news and national news. It, it, it's a struggle. There's no question about it. These aren't normal times. But uh, I'm really inspired by what folks can do and continue to pull together. But again, here locally, we've actually been fantastically blessed and, and very fortunate. Well, Mike, this is Ben Reichley here. Can you give us an idea why why is there a uh, a shortage of of, of meats? Why, or, or why are they maybe uh, telling us there's going to be a shortage? Is this a uh, quasi set up in a way? if it might happen and doesn't happen or, or what, what do you think the reasoning is yeah i i definitely wouldn't like to speculate on on what you're seeing on the media i think we've all had a good laugh at, at how inaccurate they can be well fair enough uh parts of mark hit on it i guess the geography of where your plan is ha, has helped quite a bit so you have had no interruptions of services and little interruptions in your supply chain if any that, yeah, that's actually, we uh, started early. Uh, you can go, if you just kind of cast your mind back to late January, early February. Um, and then as a, as a corporate culture, obviously we're, we'd like to be prepared and, and, and uh, proactively set. 
so honestly, it's it's uh, it's been our preparedness and, and talking early and often to our to our employees, educating where we can and and staying ahead. That's just made it uh, made this. I mean, it's an event. It's a significant emotional event for everyone, but uh, but really, it, it hasn't affected us to the extent that we've seen uh, popularized on some of our news networks. All right. Well, Bob, uh, some additional comments about uh, the generosity of the Greater Susquehanna Valley United Way and Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce and National Beef uh, for this uh, dairy giveaway. Please go right ahead. Yes, uh, Mark. I just want to. I really want to uh, thank uh, Micah for bringing the idea to us. I, I, this really, this really was instigated by a phone call that he made to me about a week ago. I can't believe how quickly it came together. Of course, we are joined at the hip with uh, Joanne Troutman and the United Way uh, here at the Chamber of Commerce, and uh, we put together what I think is going to be a really excellent event. Uh, not only are we going to help to feed some hungry people, but maybe even more importantly for the Chamber, we're going to really put an exclamation point behind how important the dairy industry is uh, to the great Susquehanna Valley, to Pennsylvania. Uh, and that uh, all of agriculture is working together here to make sure that we don't have any hungry people uh, here in the valley. Hey, uh, Mark, I do want to, just in case there's any listeners sitting on the edge of their seat, uh, the jobs report is going to come out on May 8th. Now, I have no idea if that was my miss, uh, that it's on May 8th, or if it's... uh, uh, or if, uh, if it was scheduled that way all along, uh, but it'll be May 8th, and uh, maybe I can come back next week, talk about the jobs report. By the way, we'll be coming right off of the uh, Chamber's transportation meeting, and I'll have hot news uh, uh, next Friday morning as far as the throughway goes, where the construction starts back uh, today. But I think, I think we want to probably wrap it up with Micah. Uh, John Euling is standing by. Uh, but go ahead, uh, Mark, you tell me what to do next, and we'll get the next uh, guest on for you. Mike, go ahead and give us an additional remark, anything to add to our discussion. We really thank you for joining in today. Anything else to add? No, I appreciate it, and then uh, we're just so happy to be part of the community, um, and, uh, and whatever, whatever we can do to support folks, obviously. And, uh, and through this all, we continue to hire and, and be interested in and uh, adding to our family as well. So thank you very much, gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, and thank you for all doing. you're doing. National Beef, of course, really way out there when it comes yeah, to. Yeah, and I, w- I would say also, too, Micah, there used to be a commercial here in uh, WKOK, and, and I, I'm all for it, you know, cut down on red meat. Just use a sharp knife and make sure it's national beef. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Absolutely. There's sound you, advice. You thought you were going to tell us, where's the beef? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. We appreciate that, Micah. Thanks for checking in today. We're going to put Bob Garrett on cold, on hold, and we have uh, John Euling standing by. Yeah, jobless numbers were scheduled for today. They're pushed to next week, so uh, Bob Garrett will check in next week with uh, some additional information, and maybe we'll be able to bring him into the studio, too. We're still, we just have one tent set up here. <laughs> maybe we'll build an additional tent uh, for guests as time goes on. This uh, On the Mark program, our Financial Friday discussion which is going to include John Euling shortly, and we'll be hearing about uh, some constructors across Pennsylvania coming up shortly, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KLK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We're doing Financial Friday without the jobless numbers. We know they're going to be, uh, you know, above ten percent and less than twenty. So you, there's not really not, none of significant. Twelve point six five percent. Is that what you're anticipating? 12.65. Okay. All right. We'll mark that down. You'll be back next week. Twelve point six five. See, that yep. saves a lot of calculation. We'll just use the uh, the Benerator to mm. f- to figure these uh, things out. Oops, wrong number. There we go. Bob Garrett's on the line. John Euling joins us, CEO and founder of Contrast Communications. And, of course, one of the real go-to places for communications, whether it's phone or Internet within businesses and other nonprofit organizations and entities and schools around here. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Bob. We appreciate you being part of this call, of course, and setting it all up. Bob, yeah, I'm, I'm back, Mark, and uh, this is really working out great. You may never have to see my ugly face again uh, <laughs> up there, but <laughs> but actually, actually, my wife thinks I'm actually fairly attractive, so maybe it wouldn't be that terrible a thing. But hey, but seriously, we have John Euling with us. Uh, John, um, as you mentioned, Contrast Communications, basically the go-to organization here in the greater Susquehanna Valley on all cloud solutions. You know, John was something of a should we say, uh, 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 um, a Pied Piper uh, for probably the last six years, he's been saying uh, rural broadband is very important. Rural broadband is very important. And I think now we all get it, don't we? Uh, also, uh, so uh, let's, let's ask, talk to John a little bit about how, how is our IT infrastructure holding up. But also, uh, Mark, I think John wants to make an announcement as far as the chamber goes and a, an exciting webinar we're going to be doing uh, on an economic forecast later this month, so I'm going to I'm going to flip it over back to you, Mark, and let you get uh, John started, and I'll stand down and unless you call out my name. Well, enough talking about John. Let's hear from him. Yeah, Go ahead, buddy. Say. Tell us what I you hope know. John's on the phone. <laughs> well, 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 good morning, Mark. Good morning, Bob. Thanks for the uh, Pied Piper. That's a new one for me, but I appreciate whatever that means for today's <laughs> discussion. It's always good to be on the call, and I, I appreciate hearing what success Micah Minor from. Uh, National Beach is doing that. It's great to see that type of thing in the community. So we're Contrast Communications. We are a virtual workplace. We hear that term a lot, but we've been a virtual workplace. Even though we have bricks and mortar here in the Valley, we provide simple yet powerful cloud solutions everywhere, and that's primarily managed IT and or voice. And of course, as everyone's experienced video these days, it's been quite a challenge, as everyone can see, and it's it's the same thing as Bob and I have been talking about as he's indicated for the last six years. It's access to broadband. It's accessibility, it's affordability, it's capability. And of course, we've all been caught quite literally with uh, just a massive 
massive explosive growth in the needs for the access to rural broadband. Well, tell me what the impacts were locally. We've talked to two superintendents this week that uh, talk about the hundreds of thousands of dollars they've spent to get students connected and, uh, you know, the extreme measures. you got students studying in parking lots. you got bus parked out in the middle of nowhere with uh, Wi-Fi hotspots. Uh, give us some sort of sense of what you've been doing to get people connected. So we've been working with uh, the Greater Susquehanna Valley and the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber and United Way uh, in areas such as Sealings Grove, Milton, Sunbury, Mount Carmel to provide temporary Wi-Fi. So we're able to deploy Wi-Fi access quite literally for students to drive up to a parking lot and gain access so that they can apply for for uh, college applications so they can do some online studying. I think the very first day we deployed it, we actually had a note come back to Joanne Troutman with the United Way saying, I was able to apply for unemployment because you provided Wi-Fi access. That's how critical it is to have access to these uh, services. One of the challenges for the school districts, for businesses in general, is it's one thing to deploy someone to a remote office, but you need to have the connectivity, both the capability and the actual internet access to be able to remote back into your main office if you, if you have a significant amount of your data stored within your facilities. And that's quite a challenge. Tell me the state had a conversation about statewide wireless uh, internet, uh, you know, in Pennsylvania. Was, was that just a conversation, or is there anything to that? I, uh, I, I see that a long, I, I see that being a long time from now. It, it, there's just so many different pockets and islands within the state of Pennsylvania. It's going to take. Uh, We've, we've, we've certainly experienced it with the, the highways, with doing the bypass. You know, it seems this is even more critical in today's world to have a, a uniform access to a consistent capability over the internet. The, the, the statewide wireless, I can't speak into great detail, but I, I see that a long time coming. Okay, so that's something people have been talking about. One last question from me. Uh, what's at stake sure. here? Lost opportunity? Is that really what we're discussing? I think it's, you know, Mike has mentioned the new normal. I think that's a, a, a coin we're all using is there, we're not going to go back to the way it was. Bob mentioned how we've been talking about the need for the last six years. We're not going to go back to the way it was. Bob's, Bob and we, we've all experienced some of the benefits of working from home, but also the need to be able to turn on a dime. So what's at stake is if we don't respond. Um, we often hear the term, I often use the term, certainly when we meet with our clients, is that this is unfortunate, it's, it's bad, but good things can come from bad. And so some of the good things that are coming from bad is just that, just from a community perspective, how people are coming together, but we need to continue to do that. And we need to give, regardless of income, regardless of location, regardless of whether it's personal or business, we the, the new economy requires access to broadband. Well, John, do you think this comes from the federal down to the state level? This is 
a version, hopefully updated, a lot more efficient of the rural electrification of the country. Uh, this is, goes back to farm-to-market roads and getting uh, pro, you know produce from the farms into the markets on roads that they could use, but getting electricity to uh, rural, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, rural United States. It, it, shouldn't this be driven from the uh, federal government down through the state government into the local government? I, increasingly, Ben, I think so. Uh, you know, we, we can't be caught the way we have been for the last eight, eight weeks. Where people are, you know, if you're in a position to work and you're fortunate enough to have a job, but you can't gain access and actually do your job because you don't have connectivity, uh, I, I think it's going to have to come from the federal level. Can uh, you give us an update on the economic summit coming up? Sure thing. So that, that's exciting, and I, I have to commend the. Uh, the staff and the folks uh, at the chamber, Bob, Derek, and Vanessa, and Chris Berluth, and others. Um, you know, how do we adapt? And so, most in the area are familiar with the economic forecast that's been held in the fall for Bob. I'm not sure, quite a few years. Yeah, I think and, this uh, is the 12th or 13th annual. Is, yeah. is it that many years? I would have yeah. I would have said four or five, but okay, 12 yeah. years. Five uh, <laughs> So this is so really this adjust? is really lucky and, 13, uh, huh? Right. Right. So how do we adjust? And so what the staff has decided is we'd like to make this virtual. Mm-hmm. And I believe the date has been set for May 27th. It will be a virtual deployment for uh, Anabar Basu, who is, if you haven't had an, the opportunity to listen to what normally could be rather boring, no offense to anyone on the call, but talking about the economy, uh, he is incredibly dynamic. He can. He can rattle off more facts and figures in 30 seconds than I can think of throughout the day. No, he's, he's and, uh, it's well, well worth attending if it's going to be virtual. What's nice about that, Mark uh, Mark will have his coat and tie on and uh, in his shorts and sandals as he uh, virtually uh, participates in it. John, thanks for your update. Wonderful. We're going to check back in with you uh, within the next couple of weeks and find out about hopefully some progress on this topic. John Euling, CEO Wonderful. and founder of Contrast Communications. Yep, thank you, sir. Take care. Right. Stay tuned for more details. Uh, Bob, you stay on the line, so Bob, don't go anywhere. And uh, stay tuned for more details. This is WDKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reikley. Greetings and welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On The Mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Ben Reikley is directly across me. We give extra credit to Mr. Rob Center for keeping up with us today as we uh, switch guests left and right. And uh, we also have to give producer credits to Bob Garrett because he set up the interviews on his conference line. So all I have to do is keep going back to one line and everybody's always there. Well, well, Bob's having steak and eggs, the steak from National Beef. Okay. He's going to have some dairy on Monday. Uh, he had a European dinner last night with his salad for dessert. So, uh, Bob, I hope you weren't raising your pinky as you drank your Chardonnay. Mm, probably uh, was. I, no, it was red wine for me, Chardonnay for my wife. Okay. But then, hey, guys, I do have uh, Robert Latham on with us from uh, the Associated Pennsylvania Constructors, and I just want to make sure that Robert's hearing all this. 
Are you good? Yeah, okay, good. Good, good, good. Good morning, everybody. Okay. I'm going to flip it back to Mark, and then I'll let him actually uh, host the show. Uh, but uh, but I'm pushing buttons over here, Mark, and it's all working out. All right, fabulous. Well, we thank you. So we give you half a producer credit there, mm-hmm. and there is a $10 gift certificate for Dunkin' Donuts in your near future when you help with producing. So no, we, no, he's a uh, he's an Eagles I'm win Eagle, Eagles win Eagle type win of guy. guy yeah. Yeah. Okay, you're going to the good local business. Okay, well, yeah, no argument well, they, there. They use real lard in their donuts there. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line uh, will be open in about 20 minutes from right now. That'll be 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. We are doing a Financial Friday discussion, as we always do on the first day of the month. Now, the jobless numbers themselves come out next week, so Bob will check back in next week, briefly during the early part of next week's show on May 8th, and we'll get some analysis going for that. But in the meantime, we are dedicating this show to talking about the businesses that are thriving, uh, some of which are even giving away some of their services. That was Micah Miner at National mm-hmm. Beef talking about Monday's milk giveaway from 2 to 6 p.m. at the old Kmart lot, the future WNL Nissan site. So that's 2 to 6 p.m. Monday. John Euling was back on the line of Contrast Communications, which uh, in case you don't know, that is the go-to place uh, for local internet and phone systems. If you have to communicate, that's the go-to. Well, if you need to build it from the ground up and dig up the ground and make it happen, constructors are the people that will do it. Associated Pennsylvania Constructors is the statewide business organization of that group. The executive vice, vice president, uh, Robert Latham, is on the line. So, Robert, thank you so much for calling in today. We appreciate that. Yeah, my pleasure to be with you this morning. Let's give us some sort of a sense of, let's, let's go from the past to, to the future. How tough sure. is this for the state's construction industry when you get a shutdown uh, of a uh, uh, just a, a broad sector of the economy like uh, constructors? Well, I, I'm going to start with you mentioned the jobless numbers, and the, and the, and the, the new filings for unemployment seem to be uh, decreasing uh, significantly, and I think that that is a, a reflective of the restart, I guess, if you will, uh, of highway construction and then construction in general. We represent those firms that, uh, that build roads and bridges throughout the Commonwealth, and, uh, and like you said, uh, when we get a shutdown order like that, uh, we're talking about laying off 20 to 30,000 people across the state of Pennsylvania, uh, just as the industry is, is starting to come out of winter and, and want to get rolling uh, with construction projects. So it was, it was extremely difficult. Um, we were at one point the only state in the country that had shut down its road construction. Uh, I will say that the industry is very, very uh, interested in uh, safe operation. And quite frankly, even before we were shut down, we were working with uh, our partners at PennDOT and the uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike Commission to develop uh, a COVID safety protocol. Uh, so when, when we got the restart order, it was not a shock to us and not hard for us to get up and going as we were ready to go. Uh, all of our projects are, are COVID safety uh, compliant and our employees are safe, and we want to keep people safe that get near our projects as well. All right, so today's the day. Uh, constructors uh, get to get back to work. Tell us the kind of uh, businesses that you represent and what they'll be doing today. Sure. Uh, we represent all the companies that are working for PennDOT. Uh, so if you're on a state road, or actually in many cases on a local road, 
you'll see paving crews, you'll see bridge uh, bridge project constructors, those uh, the companies that are working on the uh, Central Susquehanna Valley Thruway uh, are members of our association. So those uh, those firms that are doing heavy and highway construction work and uh, and related uh, are are the people that we represent. So. Uh, we're happy to say that uh, some 700 projects across the state that we're in are now fully operational and uh, and moving forward. Uh, and uh, just mentioning the CSVT, I understand that they have had uh, their safety compliance discussion, their startup meeting, and they will be back to work up there uh, starting next week. So not today, but uh, very early next week, we'll be working on that project again. Uh, Robert, this is Ben Reichley. Uh, I've certainly been a member of your associate going back to Henry Heck. And uh, <laughs> you know, my question, of course, uh, is understanding one week of this, and you hit on this earlier, Pennsylvania being the only state that shuts down highway construction. So I understand one week, maybe two weeks of this, but how did how did Pennsylvania get caught up and how did the governor's office get caught up in something that you know, highway construction, construction in general went on around the country except in Pennsylvania. Uh, very very frustrating because this would have been time, as you said, coming out of the winter for contractors to get started. There would have been less traffic on the roads, which would allow for a lot of uh, traffic situations that would have been far better. But can you give us an idea of why this happened? Well, I believe that uh, you know the governor's office looked at the uh, uh, looked at a total shutdown of you know of businesses and and kind of lumped us into this. Um, I, you know, uh, other than that, I'm not really going to speculate as to why they did it. Uh, we and what, but but I can say that one of the things that we did immediately as an organization was uh, was we start to communicate with the uh, uh, with the administration uh, about the safety processes that we that I talked about before the social distancing that is that is baked into our projects because of the nature of them. Uh, how we were able to respond, uh, and 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 they did open um, a limited number of projects uh, earlier on. Uh, you may recall, sort of like mid-April, uh, we started to see maybe sixty or so projects across the state, and I think that you know, in large measure, the success that we had uh, uh, in, in in demonstrating. Uh, our commitment to COVID safety um, had a lot to do with the May 1st uh, uh, reopening of the construction industry, uh, uh, you know, ahead of uh, some other business sectors. Yeah, and, and that's it's, it's some positive, but uh, talking to people in New Jersey, Maryland, we have offices uh, in Maryland and Virginia, but the frustration here in Pennsylvania. But uh, if you put masks on, basically you're very close to you know the safety situations with uh, COVID nineteen with uh, on construction sites by just merely uh, the workers putting masks on. Right. Well, we in addition to that, we have uh, we've set up uh, special hand washing stations. We have disinfectant in, in actually in all of those pieces of equipment. Uh, we have separation of uh, of folks on projects. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very confident in uh, in our ability to uh, to work safely under this environment. Well, uh, unfortunately, you know it's a pandemic that uh, nobody you know there's no playbook for understanding that. But coming off of a very 
positive construction season with weather in Pennsylvania this year. We had a pretty mild winter. A lot of projects were able to to move along, and then all of a sudden you get to early springtime, and boom, to a dead stop. And and hopefully uh, the the contractors of Pennsylvania can uh, make up for some lost time. Yeah, we're hopeful. I mean, you know, quite frankly, I'm gonna, you know, kind of our, our biggest fear now is is really what's the future bring. I had an opportunity to participate in a in a call earlier this week with uh, U.S. Secretary Elaine Chao. Uh, a lot of people, but I was on the call. But and the, uh, you know, she noted that the the highway trust fund that the national fund uh, that that pays for roads and transportation. Those uh, receipts are down 26 percent. Uh, our estimates on revenue uh, drop in uh, in the Pennsylvania Motor License Fund, which is generated from the fuel tax primarily, is down about 300 million dollars. So the impact of this going forward is uh, is really what has us concerned at this point. Now, there's talk about a another federal stimulus package, uh, you know, for states and local governments, which would include departments of transportation. Uh, but the but the future is very uncertain now uh, as a result of the loss of revenue. Uh, stemming from the uh, the, the, uh, the shelter in place order, but Robert, uh, th- th- this this pandemic has just opened up uh, and has shown that the uh, infrastructure financing. Uh, infrastructure programs from the federal level, you know, for the last, what, three or four years has been in trouble. Now the pandemic is just going to really show the problems because of the loss of the revenue coming in. But you know, we, we do not have a very good national infrastructure program laid out. And then, you know, the Highway Trust Fund is has been, uh, you know, underfinanced for years and has not been updated. So, yeah, there's a lot of frustrations for people who are involved in infrastructure, your association included, I'm sure. Yes, we've been uh, um, through our national groups and also our, our outreach to our own congressional delegation for years been talking to them about, you know, putting together a more robust infrastructure uh, funding plan right now. The at the national level, it's very much catch as catch can. A few years ago, almost eight years ago now, in Pennsylvania, we passed a a, a very massive system wide transportation uh, funding plan that, that enabled us to actually reduce over the last seven years. We reduced our inventory of bad bridges in Pennsylvania from from six thousand to less than. Three thousand. So and that was while a great we still program. have a lot to go, that that is that was a monumental achievement in improving safety and uh, bridge safety in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That was done through what we call Act eighty nine in uh, in twenty thirteen. But uh, uh, you know some of those uh, ruse are still coming home to roost. You have the turnpike uh, that is subsidizing public transit, and that situation is going to be uh, coming to a head. But like I said. Uh, Right now, we're we're hoping that we don't lose any momentum uh, from from what we've done here in Pennsylvania uh, by lack of funding or by you know kind of a scramble to to back and fill the state budget uh, without any help from the federal government. But but Robert, well, Robert, this what? is uh, Bob Garrett. I, I just uh, I want to point out that uh, Ben Reichley is a former chairman of our transportation committee. We meet uh, on a monthly basis with Penn Dot and others. And one of the things we try to do is always, uh, you know, sort of, uh, we have your back, is what we like to say. We try to be ambassadors 
uh, for transportation, not just in the greater Susquehanna Valley, but for the entire state. And I think it's really important for us to take this opportunity to, to remind the listeners that transportation is funded by users. You know, we're talking about motor license funds and whatnot. Um, people think of that as taxes, but it's truly a user fee uh, that they pay into that allows us to invest in this. And, uh, Robert, the other thing is, uh, and I, I don't think Ben will mind if I steal his thunder here a little bit, is we just want to, we haven't been able to say thank you publicly uh, to you and the APC. You were the cool hand on the throttle as we went through the decade of investment. Uh, the revenue increase that has brought us to Central Susquehanna Valley Thruway. You know, the Thruway was on, the, on on a lot of maps for about 40 years before anything happened. And it was that decade of investment uh, and your leadership and Barry Shoke's leadership and Governor Corbett's leadership that made that happen. Uh, and uh, we really, really appreciate that. So uh, well, thank you for that, uh, Robert. Well, thanks, Bob. You know, that was a uh, one of the transportation is one of the key issues um, that when when we talk to uh, local business organizations, regional business organizations like yours, it's interesting to, for us to note that it is always one of the key uh, economic issues uh, for your organizations. Uh, and you know, I would say right back at you, the uh, the support of chambers of commerce was crucial. Uh, to show that this was not just a transportation sector uh, situation, but transportation affects everybody in the community. And uh, I always said that uh, when when, uh, the one, when local chambers got involved with this issue in 2013, that was one of the tipping points uh, for the General Assembly to understand how important it was, uh, how important it is to, to have good infrastructure. And just kind of building on that a little bit, it was interesting to note uh, Secretary Chow uh, pointed out that this recovery, uh, our economic recovery and our and our health system, is going to be dependent on having good roads and good highways uh, uh, as we go forward. So when we ship uh, health-related products, uh, when uh, first responders have to get around, and when we get uh, uh, economic goods and services going again here in the in the nation and in the Commonwealth. Uh, highways are going to be very, very important. So we, we need to make sure we don't fall off the table as far as infrastructure funding and making sure that our roads are, are safe and uh, and convenient for people to move around. All right, Robert Latham, we'll give you an opportunity for a real quick additional comment. Anything else to add to our conversation today? Well, uh, like I said, uh, we're looking forward to serving the people of Commonwealth. Our, uh, we have 30,000 people now back to work. That's going to help uh, uh, help with unemployment numbers and, and, and help with the state's economy. The only thing I would ask your listeners to do is slow down in highway work zones. It's very crucial to people out there are mothers and fathers, and they deserve to come home. So be safe and go through work zones. Thank all right. Well, thank you. Thanks for all you're doing. Yep, we appreciate, appreciate your advocacy. Keep in touch. And uh, so we thank you for that. Bob Garrett, you stand by. Thanks we're going to chit-chat with you yep, thanks, momentarily. And uh, we're going to keep oh, – Bob's going to keep holding on. <laughs> so we will take a quickie break, and we will be right back. We'll wrap up that conversation. We have news headlines coming up shortly.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Milk giveaway Monday, 2 to 6 p.m. at the uh, former Kmart, now of the future WNL site and the location where you can find Chamber of Commerce and United Way giveaways these days. So Yeah, you have to uh, really, uh, Bob, uh, Chamber being involved, but boy, Joanne Troutman has, has to be working Eight days a week, 26 hours a day, because uh, it, sound, it seems like the United Way has not not shut down, and she is certainly the captain uh, running that ship. Amen to that, uh, Ben. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that Joanne has been cloned, and there's actually three Joanne Troutmans out there, because I try to keep up with her as her counterpart at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, and it's impossible. The United Way is really... Uh, has really shown their true colors during this uh, pandemic, and they're there for everybody. You know, we got a little criticism, quite honestly, Ben, uh, a year ago uh, when the wood mode situation happened that, well, geez, you didn't help me out. The fact of the matter is the United Way is there as a safety net as they're behind people every day, uh, you know, 365, 24-7, however you want to say it, they're there. And, and we're just thrilled to partner with them. And this, this, what's coming up on Monday is going to be a lot of fun. I saw how it worked up in, uh, up in the southern tier of New York where they did it. And this is going to be a lot of fun. Come on by, pop your trunk. We'll put you, we'll give you two gallons of milk. We have 4,000 gallons of milk that we're going to uh, what be giving kind of away. Milk? And, uh, and, uh, and I'll, I'll be happy to have a milk mustache on my mask that day, Ben. And, it would be a beautiful thing to see that milk mustache on your mask. As, uh, uh, I, I will, yeah. I will plan to be there to help. Uh, is this going to be? This is going to be ninety-seven uh, percent fat-free milk, right? <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is whole this milk. Is real stuff, baby. Yeah. This is uh, this is uh, two steps away from milkshake. Uh, yeah, I think this is uh, this is the good stuff. Are we going uh, to be able be to make? Away. If you want to. Uh, if you want to make it uh, fat-free, just add some water, and that'll that'll do it. For well, you. remember, whole milk is ninety-seven percent fat-free. So for those oh, who yeah, think, <laughs> but uh, I'd like to see. Ho- hopefully, we can make a little chocolate milk up there. But no, uh, be more than happy to be involved. And also, I'd like to propose this for the uh, Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce and United Way to do a joint venture blood drive coming up here shortly because uh, this pandemic has uh, put a uh, big, big strain on uh, on blood donations and uh, the uh, uh, a blood drive I think could be a, a good event for allowing people to get out and uh, and help uh, help the valley. 
uh, Ben challenge accepted, uh, we'll uh, we'll pull that together. Yeah. Hey, um, I know we're coming up on the 9.30 uh, hour, if you will. Uh, if I can just sum up basically what we, uh, you know, we heard about the supply, our food supply chain. It is holding up. Don't believe everything you hear from the national media. Listen to WKOK. <laughs> Listen to Sunbury Broadcasting where they get it right uh, when it comes to our local food chain. Second thing, uh, then we had John Newling talking about our IT and technology infrastructure, talking about our upcoming economic forecast luncheon uh, later in May, uh, and uh, that, that's, that's an open event. Uh, we hope thousands of people tune into that webinar and hear Anabar Basu because, once again, you're going right to the source. He is the advisor who advises the Federal Reserve, uh, so make sure to tune in for that. And then Robert Latham, uh, who really laid it out for us uh, as far as the infrastructure and transportation, how critically important. You know, if you caught that, he said 37,000 people went back to work today that who were, were idled. And as Ben will tell you, for every one of those people who went back to work, there's seven people who um, who support them in some way or another. We call it a multiplier effect. So yes, this is very huge. much. All right, Bob, any additional uh, comments, anything else coming up? Where can we get more information? Wrap us up, please. Uh, GSDCC, GSDCC, 570-743-4100. We're staffed. We're here. Uh, Come on, uh, give us a call. Visit our website. All the information is there. Um, And also, um, uh, particularly, go to our website. Check out what we have posted for responsible reentry, planning for business. Today at 12 noon, we're going to have Joe Kantz on our governmental affairs um, uh, briefing today. He's going to be talking about how Snyder County is going to be going through its steps of responsible reentry. All right. Well, sounds great. Thank you so much. Thanks, I appreciate Bob. it, Bob. Thanks for checking Thank in today. Thanks for the coordination. Do appreciate that. Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley uh, Chamber of Commerce. We flip to open phones now. 1-800-795-9565 is our open line. Uh, you can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236, our On the Mark show, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Some brief news headlines here. Hamilton underpass closed at Sunbury because of flooding. It's actually an Upper Augusta Township closed between Upper Augusta Township and the city of Sunbury. PennDOT says Route 61 closed there because of flooding and will be closed through the afternoon, they're saying. So, of course, we have much lighter than average traffic volumes lately, but nonetheless, uh, of course, it is a go-round for people to use that. So do be aware of that. Hamilton underpass closed till uh, later today. Penn's Creek went up overnight. There were flood warnings issued last night, and the creek did crest above flood stage at 8.86 feet. It is now receding. No widespread property damage was reported there. Yesterday, we did have a power outage. Well, we had lots of power outages around the valley. PennDOT says they got everybody reconnected by last evening, and uh, nobody in the valley has lost electricity this morning from PPL power directly anyway. Susquehanna River at Sunbury at 17.36 feet, expected to crest about 5 feet higher at 22 feet tomorrow night. So you're mm-hmm. going to see a west branch crest that will probably happen tonight, uh, just below flood stage, and 
and uh, getting pretty close to the caution stage at Sunbury when you're up to 22 feet. And, of course, at Sunbury, flood stage is 24 feet, so that'll be a crest below flood stage tomorrow night. That'll close the Shikolami State Park Marina Access Road. Of course, the park itself is closed, but there has been some uh, limited uh, availability to go through and into there, but that road will get water on it tomorrow, so if it has doesn't already, and so that'll block that. But the Susquehanna River expected to crest at or below flood stage at most points. And why would this happen? Well, our rain gauge, uh, fairly accurate. <laughs> I know you're thinking, is that a scientific term, fairly accurate? Uh, 2.5 inches of rain in the past 24 hours. Dr. Rachel Levine, Secretary of Health in Pennsylvania, asked and answered our questions yesterday about remdesivir, the new drug. A game changer uh, would be probably um, not what I would say, but I think it's very promising. Of course, in science and in medicine, more studies need to be done uh, to see um, how effective it is, which patients should be used, what dose should be used, how long it should be used for. All of that still needs to be determined, but it's very promising. All of her briefing from yesterday is posted at WKOK.com, and we will have her briefing on today. She and the governor are going to say a few more vague words about the yellow <laughs> status today. So, how yeah, about, we always. Uh, vague words, word salad, something. Right. So, yeah, we, we used to tell people we're going to learn something today from the governor's That's remarks. Wa- just wash your hands. That's, but, I mean, wa- wash your hands. That's what you hear every day. Sounded, so. Well, yeah, from. From Dr. Things that your mother and grandmother used to tell you. Just do what they told you in the past and just listen to the doctor. Wash your hands. All right. Uh, One other news story. Union County has three new cases of COVID-19. That puts them at 36. (coughs) Northumberland County had one new case at 93. Snyder County remains at 33 cases and one death in Snyder County. Montour County remains at 47. In case you didn't hear, Little League World Series canceled. Very disappointed we are to have to do this, but it was inevitable, and we learned through consultation with these officials that it would be irresponsible and impossible to bring teams and thousands of people from all over the world into the community of Williamsport, as well as those other six communities that have been such great friends and supporters of ours for for many years. Of course, the inimitable voice of Steve Keener, president of Little League, that also kills the historic Bowman Field Major League Baseball Classic that's held each year, but that will be held next year. You may be here. You may be hearing that, of course, little um, minor league baseball is in flux. So who knows if Bowman Field will be as busy next year as it was scheduled to be this year? But uh, nonetheless, uh, Major League ball players and Little League say they'll be back at historic Bowman Field one way or another next year. So that's mm-hmm. still happening. This time he wore a mask. Vice President Mike Pence did wear a face covering yesterday as he toured a General Motors plant in in his uh, home state of Indiana. Mm. So good for him. And uh, this absolutely did not happen. Sound familiar from a Democrat, from a vice, uh, a, an administration of recent decades? This is Joe Biden's new claim <laughs> that he is uh, accused of a sexual assault from a woman. He says, quote, what is clear about this claim, it is untrue. This absolutely did not happen. And this is his statement. He says, while the details of the allegations of sexual harassment and sexual assault are complicated, two things are not complicated. One is that women deserve to be treated with dignity and respect, and when they step forward, they should be heard 
heard, not silenced. The second is that their stories should be subject to inquiry and scrutiny. Responsible news organizations should examine and evaluate the full and growing record of inconsistencies in her story, which has changed repeatedly in both small and big ways. She has raised some of these issues with her supervisor and senior staffers from my office at the time. They, both men and women, have said unequivocally that she never came to them and complained and raised these issues. News organizations have talked with literally dozens of former staffers and have not found one who corroborated her allegations in any way. Indeed, many of them spoke to the culture of an office that would have not have tolerated harassment in any way. And there's a clear critical part of her story that can be verified. The former staffer had said she filed a complaint back in 1993, but she does not have a record of that alleged complaint. The papers from my Senate years that I donated to the University of Delaware do not contain personnel files. It is a practice of senators to establish a library of personal papers that document their public records, speeches, policy proposals, positions taken, and the writing of bills. There's only one place a complaint of this kind could be, the National Archives. The National Archives is where the the records are kept uh, at what they call the Office of Fair Employment and Practices. I'm requesting the Secretary of the Senate ask the archives to identify any record of the complaint that she alleges she filed and make available to the press if it exists. <laughs> Which he says, guess what? They will, they'll never find it. It does yeah, not exist. Uh, you know, let's see what happens. And it's uh, fairly obvious that there's some different standards that uh, go along with different things. And uh, the Biden camp has turned, uh, circled the wagons and uh, has gotten this scenario. And if you go back through uh, history, you know, it'd be very interesting to pull the non-disclosure agreements that all the politicians, when they settled their sexual harassment cases, uh, came out on. And that that goes for Republicans and Democrats who've served in Congress. Uh, you look at uh, also, two statutes limitations. But the scenario with uh, Justice Kavanaugh doesn't quite wash with what uh, you're seeing your uh, your left-wing political groups and also the media. Uh, you know, you just it's it's hard to uh, square that circle, and uh, you, you know you see the hypocrisy. But folks, it's out there, and it's been out there, and it's going to be out there. And uh, you know, this is the real world, and it's sharp elbows. And uh, let's go back to a case where this young lady would have been persecuted as the you know whatever you know term you want to use, but if. Monica Lewinsky did not have the ultimate, ultimate insurance policy, a blue dress with Bill Clinton's DNA on it. She would have been everything but a good person, and the media would have made that. And look at, you know, going back to the Clinton administration, look how those ladies were treated when something came out about Clinton. But Lewinsky had the ultimate and that was the blue dress with the DNA on it. Without that, she would have been just run over backed over, run over again, and backed over. Right. So, you know, that, that's that's where we're at. And the New York Times, Washington Post, uh, those folks have a tough time of uh, being legitimate when it comes to this. Uh, you know, if, if take the name off and cover it the same way, but they don't do that. 
1-800-795-9565. We would just love to hear from you. Give us your comments. We're talking about, uh, we, of course, had a great show with Bob Garrett of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce talking about uh, their milk giveaway and con- mm-hmm. cons- some road construction projects getting underway in the CSVT next week. You can talk about that. Uh, Joe Biden is out with a statement today. We read an excerpt of that. We have uh, links to the whole statement posted at WKOK.com. Yeah, we we invite wait. folks to uh, call that up. we don't waste the rest of the show on Joe Biden. Well, I don't know. I like to throw this out. Folks want to talk about it. Uh, we also have, of course, COVID-19 is, oh, uh, is still, still out there. It is still, uh, well, it is still tamped down in our valley, oh, so we're, we're certainly enjoying well, that. And what do you got there? I, I'd like to throw this out because this is probably the best editorial I have read between the Wall Street Journal, unfortunately the Washington Post, New York Times, but uh, Financial Times. But Let's this take is, a break. Th- th- no, What's th- the, read the first sentence. This says, we'll... keep options open, hopes alive. Okay, we'll talk about that. Keeping hope alive. Who's, who said that? Jesse Jackson, right? Keep hope alive. <laughs> All right, 1-800-795-9565. We're enjoying open phones. Light them up. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, ask and ye shall receive. Mike is on the line from Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Hey, good morning. I just uh, I woke up this morning and I decided I was going to turn on Morning Joe for a change rather than <laughs> hey, watching Fox News. What a treat. <laughs> yeah, it, and I, I got to hear Joe Biden say we've had 600,000 coronavirus deaths in the United States already. And uh, <clears throat> fortunately, they, they corrected him, but... Boy, I, you know, I I understand mis misspeaking, but being off by a factor of ten, boy, that's that's pretty rough. <laughs> and I'm having a hard hard time imagining him really being the candidate that runs for the Democrat Party. And then if he if he were to run in win, I mean, I can't imagine him making it through four terms. But hey, I don't know. Maybe maybe it could be uh, an FDR. Maybe he could be uh, you know running the Oval Office for the nursing home. I don't know. But boy, oh boy. Well, well, if you look at spot. if you look at history, though, look what FDR did to this country. People think FDR is so great. Look at his last term. He, you know, the people of Eastern Europe should come over and and basically tear his sta- you know any statues down of FDR from the standpoint of what he did to him. He gave Eastern Europe a way to Stalin. He should not have been president the fourth term. He was the media did not do its job. You want to talk about a media who's complicit? They gave him that fourth term, and he was too sick to do it. And history has proven out, you know, what we had. And, you know, they had to get rid of, uh, uh, I think, Henry Wallace and put in uh, Truman as his VP candidate. But, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, if you want to look at FDR, if you want to look at uh, uh, presidents who aren't, but the potential here for Joe Biden is for the Democratic puppet masters, for the progressive puppet masters. This is a chance to allow them to move him out and put somebody else in they want, or they could do the ultimate. They could have him choose Barack Obama as his VP candidate. Or Michelle Obama. Any, <laughs> or Michelle, you know, anything is possible. You know, I was raised with a uh, FDR shrine in my house, and that remained there until mm. JFK came along. And then after his death, we, re- we replaced the uh, FDR shrine with a uh, JFK <laughs> shrine. But you, you brought up FDR, and the reason I, I want to say is, you know, anybody in your audience that you know was, was raised like me to dot it was taught to believe that FDR was the uh, savior. I would urge you to read the uh, book by Amity Schlaes, I believe her last name is Schlaes, The Forgotten Man, A New History of the Great Depression. It's called The Forgotten Man, A New History of the Great Depression. And what an eye-opener 
to me that was. And in fact, you know, I, I believe I was a, a capitalist, you know, a conservative capitalist, free market kind of guy. But I didn't realize how much of a free market kind of guy I was or was going to become until after I read that book because pretty much everything that FDR did was the opposite of, in my mind, was the opposite of, of what we needed. And many of his things uh, lasted on for years and years and years. And to me, we're just beginning, or we're just beginning under Trump to recover from those. And I think we're in a dire situation that we may have a setback, just like you mentioned, to the FDR era again. Well, the FDR depression years, uh, you can discuss those, and there's some economic things. Again, Monday morning quarterback, and when somebody says hindsight's 2020, I look at them and say, no, no, it better be far better than 2020. It better be like 25. Uh, you know, it should be, should be spot on. But, uh, you know, follow FDR, and, and again, look at his last term that he was too sick to get reelected. They, they never showed him in a wheelchair. So you're talking about the uh, mental capacity or the health of a, a candidate in Joe Biden, uh, time will tell. But if you if your family replaced FDR shrine with a JFK shrine, I mean, you want to talk about an interesting character that the media let go. Um, you know, there, there's another there's a, another example. All right, so, we got you, Mike. You know, the, Thank you so much. Hey, Mark, could you ask a question to the governor? Is your uh, your uh, op, you know your WKOK? Do you have the opportunity to ask questions to the governor? Not really. Uh, we're allowed to oh. listen to the calls, and technically they would call on us, but they really only stick with the big media. The um, Secretary of Health takes our questions, but the governor does not. Oh, the Secretary Because I'm, I'm really wondering why we're not having some type of randomized testing, to, you know, because they say, you know, data is everything in this situation. Why, why don't we have a, a program where there's a randomized uh, statistical analysis of how much of this virus is really out there? Because people are starting to hear that, you know, many people, sometimes 25 to 30 or even 40 percent of the population in some areas has the virus and they're walking around with it and don't even know it. And I'm just wondering why we're not putting the effort in to do an analysis like here in Pennsylvania, how much of the virus is really out there when we, when right. we go out in public and you know, have to go to the stores? What's out there? All right. Well, we can ask her that. We'll see what yeah. she says. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate the call, Mike. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. I'll read some of these texts, and then we're going to have to... Uh, mm. Oh, we said we were going to read you. you yeah. Wanna... No, I think uh, the daily item yesterday, the editorial uh, penned by Dave Hilliard, uh, I think is spot on. Keep options open, hopes alive. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of cancellations. Understand why World uh, League World Series might have to because of all their logistics. But there's a lot of uh, folks around here that are canceling things. Uh, where they've lost the uh, Brew Fest in Seals Grove, uh, which was somewhere end of mid July to the end of July. Uh, you got other cancellations that are going on. People are talking about certain universities are talking about they might not be able to come back on campus. Why there's other universities talking about they're going to find ways to get people back on campus. So you know, my question, you know, you, you read uh, you read this editorial, and you know, they they talk about looking for situations. High school graduations. Well, high school graduations, college graduations. You know, Bucknell, I believe, is still on right now for a July 18th, 19th graduation somewhere in there. But but when you're looking at it's going, okay, so let's say you're canceling all this stuff now, unless you have huge logistics. Like like the Little League World Series. That's one thing. But so now from May 1st to Memorial Day, we don't think things are going to get better. 
from Memorial Day to July 4th. We don't think things are getting so you, any better. You know what goes into Buckingham's graduation, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But but again... You don't want to sign any of them contracts. No, no, but but so are, are we... We really think we're going to be doing the same things next week, next Friday, as we're doing this Friday and the Friday afterwards. We're not going to get back into sort of a uh, uh, civil society. Now, we might be wearing masks. We might be social distancing to a degree. But at some point, uh, you know, if, if, if we're going to stay in this, what would you say, purgatory of living... <laughs> Uh, what are we going to do? Because we might as well go find some caves below Herndon and, uh, you know, start going in and out. Ooh, are there some down there? I know there is. But uh, anyway, so, uh, no, I think uh, the Daily Item ran a great editorial yesterday. Wait on your graduation on the, decision, right? Yeah, on the, uh, when we come back, uh, I'll read a couple numbers from today's editorial page from the Daily Brother, Item. Okay, can't wait for that. 1-800-795-9565. Give us something else to do. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KLP Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. One of our good listeners says there are definitely caves above Herndon, between Herndon and Sunbury. Let's see the Herndon area. All right. Uh, another listener says, good morning. So one woman accused Biden of sexual harassment? Well, her story changes like I changed my mind. Remember, President Trump had at least 15 women come out with the same accusations. Go Biden. Yeah, yeah. good luck with that. Uh, let's see. Did they stop road work because of lack of income? No, it was stopped because of the pandemic. Uh, and another listener <laughs> yeah. says, oh, this is from our good listener, Stan says, Mark, 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 I do wear a mask when I go into stores because I don't want the stores to get into a bind. And by the way, I'm wearing one now to protect my lungs from abrasive. So he's wearing an N95 mask or a full-blown respirator, probably. Mm-hmm. Biden is guilty. He he has to be. That's the liberal standard. Well, we had a caller talking about, if you want to talk about womenizing, shoot, let's, you know, talk about FDR. Well, let's start with talk, talk about uh, JFK. And uh, talk about JFK and the mafia. Talk about, you know, if you want to get into some history and get oh. that. But, hey, Mark, some numbers here. And, again, check different websites. Go to different organizations and get this. But here's an interesting snapshot. And this comes from, uh, from a uh, letter to the editor on the opinion page of the Daily Item today, <laughs> May 1st, the paper, Marxist, Chief. Marxist Day. Remember, this is Karl Marx's day. But uh, you want to talk about the, here's what's happened around the world. I mean, you know, 13 million abortions, uh, 
you got aides that are 500, uh, half a million. Uh, you got uh, two These million. These are what causes of death? Yeah, two million, and, uh, two and a half million people died of cancer, malaria, one and a half million, uh, you know, alcohol. 340,000, right right close to that. So you, you, you see, at some point in the society and civilization, there's risks and rewards. What are Pencil, or U.S. deaths? 50,000, right? Something in that yeah, range? U.S., well, I think from we're, coronavirus. We're moving, moving up to 60 now. And that's where Biden missed it by times 10 instead of 600,000 or 60. And, and, you know, all those deaths are, are tragic. But again, risk and reward. You talk about mitigation on this show, how you mitigate, but how does a society move forward? And going back to these people canceling everything, understand if there's huge logistics and costs involved. And contracts. But on the other hand, what's the atmosphere? What atmosphere you're creating when you're giving up now, when you're not looking at plan B or plan C or plan D? You know, I, you know, I, I would hope in two weeks there's potential, potential to get high schools back, back for maybe a week, week and a half. Let them go in and finalize everything. In the next two weeks, let's see where we're at. All right. On the Mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned v- v- inventory of thousands of vehicles. You can select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right from your home. The Sunbury Motor Company is a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street, Sunbury, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Lots and lots more about them and of them and with them at sunburymotors.com. They also got the quick lane fully up and running on North 4th Street and Sunbury specialize in all types of service on vehicles. They'll pump you up with nitrogen. They'll do like they've done for Ben and I. Get the vehicles. They have set us straight. We got alignments there, so uh, we get a little bit of an adjustment, and we're in good shape. Mm-hmm. Sunburymotors.com. Hey, Monday morning, U.S. Congressman Fred Keller calling in with an update. So not Hey, really get out and call. support your restaurants. Had a great takeout from Penn's Tavern last night. Excellent food. Plus, tonight is their fish and chip special, and yeah, I think you get an autograph picture of William Penn. Have you ever gone out there and not had beef? You had fish and chips. Fish and chips tonight special. Beef. That's what's <laughs> for dinner at Penn's Tavern. This is WDK OK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.